Glory to His name. Glory to His name. There to my heart was the blood of mine. Glory to His name. <coughs> Turn your Bibles, if you would, please. The book of Acts and chapter number 8. I'd like to speak to you today by the help of the Lord on the subject of soul winning. One of the greatest joys ever I have experienced is the joy of leading someone to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Helping someone to come to know Christ as their Savior. If you have never experienced leading someone to the Lord or helping someone come to know Christ as their Savior, I would encourage you to pray and ask the Lord to lead you to someone that you might help in pointing them to the Lord Jesus. There's no greater joy that I can think of than uh, the joy of helping someone to come to know Christ. You can't save them. You can't even help save them. But you can tell them about the Lord Jesus. Amen. Question is, what must I do to be saved? A lot of people have that question. They don't know the answer. Paul and Silas told very plainly, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Most people don't know that. Just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. They do not know that. They need to be taught. Well, <clears throat> I want to speak to you today on soul winning here. And there are several examples set before us in this text. And we'll do well to take heed to them. There is an example of anxiety of soul. Of obedience to God. Enthusiasm for souls. Faithfulness to the Bible. Readiness to confess and happiness in Christ. I want to touch on each of those by the help of the Lord. And we look first of all at verses 27 and 28. Now this is chapter 8 and 27 and 28. And the Bible says here, 
And he rose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah, or Isaiah the prophet. It was not just curiosity, if you please, that brought this Ethiopian up to Jerusalem to worship. He was no doubt an earnest seeker after soul-satisfying truth of God. He's looking, he's searching. Didn't, he doesn't know what it is. Doesn't know where to find it. As an honest, anxious seeker, we find out that he had uh, laid everything aside that he might seek this one thing that is most needful. The truth of the matter is you go where you got to go in order to get the truth of God. He came to Jerusalem that he might hear he's searching he came to Jerusalem they might be able to see to understand this is anxiety of soul when a man comes under certain amount of conviction he begins to search and to read to study and to go do what he can to learn all he can There's some people who come under conviction of sin and it seems that that conviction lingers with them for a while. It could go on for days, weeks, and months. There are others, however, that the conviction doesn't last very long. Because repentance comes. That is the case of myself. I don't hardly think I even understood much about the fact that I was even lost until brought, the Lord brought me to the place of repentance and faith in Christ. It happened rather quickly. I've seen others struggle with it and agonize with it for days and weeks and months before they ever finally come to a place of repentance. Oh me. I've seen people in times past we prayed for for a long period of time they would come to service after service 
I've seen people, so I'd be shaking hands with people going out the door, already burst into tears. But they still haven't come to a place of a surrender to the Lord. They're under such conviction. I remember one in particular was a lady that was on my milk route. This is back years ago. I met her one morning, actually before daylight. I spoke with her. I didn't see her, but she spoke to me from her house and and uh, she was a new customer on my milk route and uh, transferred from another section of town. And uh, so I told her, I said, I am a Baptist preacher. And I told her I was pastor of Park Ridge Baptist Church and I told her where the church was. I still had not had not seen her. And then she came to church. That was unusual in a sense because many of the people I've been invited to come to church didn't come. But Mrs. McKnight came to church. She was not saved. And uh, she told me later, she said, uh, I first came to church and he, she said, I was interested because at that time the church was in some, some construction. The auditorium wasn't finished, but we were meeting in it anyway. And she said, every time I'd go, she said something new had happened. But then that all stopped. And she said, I got to listening to the messages. And she said, it bothered me. And she said, I found myself, I said, I'm not going to go back. It bothers me too much. But she said, I don't know why, but I found myself, I'd get ready and I'd go back to church anyway. Same thing. You know what, folks? I can still today remember she came down the center aisle. How do I remember that? I don't know. I don't know. But I can remember, uh, I can see that in my mind. This is clear as can be. Of course, I had been praying for her. I knew she's not saved. She's sitting on that side. How do I remember that? I don't know. I don't know. We're saying an invitation to him. And all of a sudden, here she came out of that, and I backed it. I guess, I got to kind of guess her. But she's coming flying. <laughs> and I caught her on the shoulder. That was the night that James and Knight came to know Christ as their Savior. Well, uh, I'm glad of that. It 
She didn't get saved first time she heard it. She heard it several times. Before she finally came to a full surrender and came before the church. And then her husband, he was not saved. We didn't have a baptistry back in those days. We baptized in the lake. And uh, we baptized her in the lake that behind her house. She lived, uh, I think that was Lake Lotta. Uh, she lived on. And uh, baptized her in that lake there behind her house. Thank God for that. It's good to have uh, that kind of a memory as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, she had anxiety of soul <coughs> until she came to trust the Lord Jesus Christ as her Savior. Uh, uh. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29 verse 13, Ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. It's good for a person to come to a place and recognize they're lost and they're seeking for the Lord. They're seeking to come to know Christ as their Savior. It says here, that uh, ye shall uh, uh, seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. So that's anxiety of soul. Let us notice number two, obedience to God in verses 26 and 27. It says here, An angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went. I like those uh, <coughs> two parts there in verses 26 and 27. Arise and go in verse 26. You see that there? In verse 26, in the middle of the verse. Arise and go. And then in verse 27, very first part of verse 20, He arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopian, an eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship. So, um, we find here that uh, when Philip received the, the call to arise and go, he arose and he went, and his desire was to do the will of God, uh, whether it's great or whether it's small. And uh, it could be that you're doing the will of God in a quietness of the desert or in the excitement of a spiritual revival. But he went. 
like Abraham by faith, not knowing whether he went. Now, this is God's way of meeting those Holy Spirit longings that are in the heart of this seeking Ethiopian here. He's under conviction and he's seeking the Lord in some way or another the earnest prayers of the needy will be answered uh, those who are seeking the Lord they praying and Lord help them. God in his sovereign way answers those prayers God could have called uh, uh, the angels of heaven to come but the Lord just used a simple gospel uh, he could have blessed this eunuch here without Philip's help whatsoever but God has chose to use His people. You thank God that He has chosen to use the likes of yourself. Amen. I thank the Lord. I feel like sometimes I have helped some. It's been a joy. Then I want you to notice as we read verse 29 and 30. Here it says, Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah, and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. Come up and sit with him. We need some willing to take time to go and sit with somebody. Question. Do you have time to go sit with somebody? Come sit with him. That's an important thing here to do. Only those who have hearts that have been enlarged by the Spirit of God will run in the way of his commandments. Run, go. Go and sit with somebody. The man filled with the Holy Spirit will always be at home in dealing with a seeking soul. It's always good to be able to sit with somebody who is desirous to hear the message of God. It's good to be able to sit with somebody who is a seeking soul. 
Real enthusiasm in the work of God is a rare accomplishment in these though these cold days of intellectual uh, religion. Those who would be wise in winning souls must be willing to run and join themselves to their chariots. If you would be a soul winner, you must be willing to go to where the lost person is. And mark my word, the Lord will show you where they're at. And don't be hesitant about getting to them. Get alongside of them. And by the help of the Holy Spirit, lead them to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Enthusiasm for souls not much found these days. But then I want you to notice in verses 32 through 35, the place of the Scripture which you read was this, He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so opened not his uh, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall uh, declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. Verse 34, And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet to this? Of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture. In verse 35, And preached unto him Jesus. The seeking Ethiopian was reading Isaiah chapter 53. And oh, by the way, might I suggest to you that Isaiah chapter 53 might be well marked in your Bible. When I say well marked, I mean I would suggest that your Bible might be easy to open to Isaiah 53 because it's been there so many times and that you read Isaiah 53. Read Isaiah 53 over and over and over again. Become so well familiar with Isaiah 53. You could take Isaiah 53 and lead a person to the Lord Jesus Christ. I encourage you to become well familiar with Isaiah chapter 53. And here we find Philip. He's filled 
and he's guided by the Holy Spirit. He began at the same scripture, Isaiah 53, and preached unto him Jesus. I thank the Lord. I don't have any time, but a few times. I've had the privilege in pointing someone to Christ only using Isaiah chapter 53. So I want to encourage you to make Isaiah chapter 53 a very familiar passage of Scripture for you to read just for personal reading and also for study and ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten your understanding that you might be able, if you have the opportunity, to talk to somebody about the Lord and use Isaiah 53 in pointing them to the Lord Jesus. It's a wonderful passage of Scripture. Now, who else can meet the need of a sin-sick soul than the Lord Jesus Christ? What other preacher could be of any value whatsoever than someone using Isaiah chapter 53? Now then, the next thing I want you to notice is faith comes by hearing this is readiness to confess the Lord Jesus. The eunuch heard the gospel from the lips of Philip and he believed and he was saved. But first he heard the gospel from the lips of Philip. That's important. Nobody is saved apart from hearing the gospel. Here we find this eunuch has heard the gospel and he believed and he was saved and he was ready. Oh my, he's willing to confess Christ in baptism. One of the things that has confused me from time to time in years past is somebody who makes a profession of faith but then they drag their feet about getting baptized. Personally, I have a problem with that. When I read in the Scripture, somebody getting saved, one of the next things in, they get baptized. You know, no hee-hawing about it. You get saved, you get baptized. Someone makes profession of faith and then they want to hesitate about getting baptized question mark begins to pop up in my mind are you really saved did you really get saved if you got a question about getting baptized I got a question did you really get saved that's my question did you really get saved and I found that when they get saved, the first thing they want to do is get baptized. Oh man, I want to get baptized right now. Right now. 
Oh, thank God it's that way. I know it was that way with me. And I got saved, but I was ready to be baptized. And I found that most people that I've, I've dealt with through the years, when they've got saved, when they, first, they want to get baptized right now. That's okay. Turn with me to Romans chapter 9, uh, 10. Romans chapter 10. <clears throat> See, being baptized, it's a. It's an outward sign of an inward fitness to be numbered with the joint heirs of Christ. A man don't want to be baptized, I wonder if he's saved. The Bible says here in Romans chapter 10, <clears throat> That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So, faith should always be accompanied with confession. If you believe on the Lord Jesus, the first thing is confess Him. Let it be made known immediately. And I would say sometimes that people get saved at home. They get saved at home. First thing they should do to get to church is let it be made known publicly. First time the invitation is extended after you've been saved at home, Come before the church and let it be made known. I was saved at home. And now I'm trusting, I'm letting it be made known. I'm, I'm saved and I want to be baptized. And that's the way it should be. The Lord doesn't have any secret disciples. You believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You confess Him. Let it be made known and follow Him in believer's baptism. The others see you following in the Lord Jesus in baptism. Now what, are, what does all this bring to us? Happiness in the Lord Jesus Christ in verse 39. <coughs> he says here, And when they were come up out of the water, Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip. The eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. Oh me. After a person has been saved and they've been baptized, then they go on their way rejoicing. Being justified by faith. Oh, I'm, I just rejoice. I'm so happy. I'm saved by the grace of God. He had peace with God. He, now he's going on his way. He's got peace with God. Justified by faith. and He's on his way rejoicing in hope. 
Look, look at Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God being justified by faith. Justified. What is that? Just as if I had never sinned. Justified. How do we get by faith? By faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We come to the places, stand before God just as if we had never sinned. The darkness is past. The true light now shines in his heart. Oh my. This is a happy man. He now knows the Lord Jesus as his Savior. What a change that Jesus brings into the life when he received, when he's received by just believing. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. What a wonderful change. And my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. Since Jesus came in... Oh, things have changed. It's altogether different now. Things are different now. All by the grace of God. A great majority of businessmen, they go on their way, plotting and scheming. Instead of rejoicing, they don't rejoice because they don't know the Lord. They plot and scheme because they're still lost. Because they don't have the joy of sins forgiven, they plot and scheme and try to make a living. Good to know that you know the Lord Jesus as your Savior. You know what? I wish it were so that there were lost people here. To my knowledge, not one. I thank God that according to your profession of faith, you know Christ as your Savior. We go on our way rejoicing today. We know Christ as our Savior. Father in heaven, I pray your holy blessings upon this people. Thank you, dear Lord, for each one who's here. Your family members are not with us today. I pray for those family members who are not here. Might be so they be with us next time we meet. Glorify thy holy self in the life of the ministry, Temple Baptist Church. Help us, O God, to be faithful to you in preaching the glorious gospel of Christ in every service that we have. Save the lost, edify the saints in the most holy faith. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.